I pay taxes, so much taxes, shit don't make sense Where do my dollars go? You see, lately I ain't been convinced I guess they say my dollars supposed to build roads and schools But my niggas barely graduate, they ain't got the tools Maybe cause the tax dollars that I make sure I send get spent Hiring some teachers that don't look like them And the curriculum be tricking them, them dollars I spend Got us learning about the heroes with the whitest of skin One thing about the men that's controlling the pen That write history, they always seem to white out they sins Maybe we'll never see a black man in the White House again I write a check to the IRS, my pockets get slim Damn, do I even have a say about where it's going? Some older nigga told me to start voting I said democracy is too fucking slow If I'm giving y'all this hard-earned bread, I wanna know Better yet, let me decide, bitch, it's 2018 Let me pick the things I'm funding from an app on my screen Better that than letting whack congressmen I've never seen Dictate where my money goes Straight into the palms of some money-hungry company That make guns that circulate the country And then wind up in my hood making bloody clothes Straight bullet hit a young boy with a snotty nose From the concrete, he was probably rose Now his body froze and nobody knows what to tell his mother He did good at the white man's schools Unlike his brother who was lost in the streets all day Not using rubber, so right now he got two on the way Still sleep on covers in his mama house She can't take this shit no more, she want him out On the morning of the funeral, just as she's walking out Wiping tears away, grabbing her keys and sunglasses She remembered that she gotta file her taxes Damn Alright guys, welcome to episode 24 As y'all heard, that was our guy J. Cole One of my favorite rappers right now One of the greatest lyricists out there right now Yeah, definitely Uh, Speaking that truth about taxes, money um, We don't really get to predict what we do with our money Mm -hmm. Listen, I'm not really a fan of paying for taxes Because I feel the same way he feels I don't know where that shit goes um, that's why I'm in my bond that I am right now. Right. <laughs> I'm going to pay you, though. You're going to get your money. <laughs> Y'all going to leave me alone. But then also, too, we, we were never taught about oh, taxes yeah, we wasn't. in like school Mm-mm. and anything anything in relation to adulthood besides, hey, what's a Pythagorean theorem? What? That shit didn't help me from since I graduated. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm not about to show my age, but I'm, about to, I'm not about to tell y'all when I graduated, but... Uh, uh yeah, that should never help me outside of yeah. outside of a test. No, one one test, one um, test, and a region. Yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah, school school systems needs to, somebody needs to get on it and and, and and add classes, remove some. I don't care about who the fucking first fifty presidents were, or well, it's not even fifty presidents; it's right. only forty five. But I don't care about that shit, bro. Right. I don't, I don't, I don't really. I mean, I I did enjoy history, but it never really did anything for me in life. Mm-hmm. Um, math is an important subject, but again, I feel like after like eighth grade, it didn't really fucking matter to me. I mean, it was the, the same shit. <laughs> we had people that go on to use math, you know, to get their degrees and um, to pretty much be um, to pretty much use their degree to um, to create a better life for themselves. And that's cool. That that's all fine and good. But what about the other people who um, wants to create content and the other people who wants to do other things plus high school is supposed to prepare us for the real world and it never did that like i said the taxes thing home ownership um 401k 401K, benefits benefits we don't Um, we don't nothing we don't know that shit until we start working until we get into it physically and they don't want to talk about it and by that time it's too late yeah yeah welcome to episode 24 like Corey said man yeah man another week baby it's early in the morning because Corey has a hell of a week yeah. Weekend, he's you're going to Baltimore? I'll be there for like five seconds. Gotcha. And then I'll be right in 
Virginia, my best friend. Shout out Conrad and Kia. Oh, yeah, they get married, right? Yep, yep. Black love, black love. Black love. And I got to make a speech. Oh, It's the shit. best, man. Oh, you Did you write it already? Man, I've been writing since last year. Oh, shit. <laughs> I, they, it better be good. It, you know, I, I, don't, I don't think I want that pressure. Like, nobody, none of my friends, don't ask me to be a best man because I don't want that pressure. Yo, somebody move. I wish I would have said that to him. You should have. You be like, uh... I got a surgery plan, yeah. so I can't even, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm going to let the uh, maid of honor go first, Yeah, and then I'm going to vibe off of her. I got a couple um, of uh, ideas, concepts, thoughts, processes, yeah. whatever. I got some things written down, you but know, you, you know. know. You know him all his life pretty much, huh? Nah, nah. We uh, about, about 12, 15 years old. Okay. Now. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. good. So yeah, you, huh. you got some stories that you can oh, tell. Oh, yeah, we got stories. But... I gotta fill the crowd out too. Oh yeah, that's it's, right. it's, it's well, a, a happy time, so you know it, you know it is I mean? a happy time. But I'm fill it out. You know me, I like to flow. That's what's up. You know how I get. All right, guys, follow me on IG at r underscore g. Follow me on IG at Corey Hill one. Yep, and if you need to send us your general feedback of the show, send us your top five. Email us at mostly everything podcast at gmail dot com. Gmail and um, sign in our DMs too. Our 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 DMs are open twenty four seven, baby. For business purposes only. Only. Um, so we have five different platforms. We are on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and you best believe we are on Google Play, baby. Well, um, so different platforms. Right? Different platforms for us to listen to you on. So there's absolutely no excuse. No, right? es- no go, excuse. Go find us out. Just put us in Google. Go to Google. Type in Most Everything Podcast. No spaces. You can just do mostly an E. And it come, yeah. Is it E or an V? EV. Do you have to, maybe EV. EV. And it comes and right up. It should come right up, yeah. baby. Um, yeah, so we're going to thank our listeners again, as mm-hmm. we always do. Um, yep. We thank you for listening to last week's and the weeks before episodes. If mm-hmm. you're just getting on this week, welcome, because you will be uh, a consistent listener, because we're just that goddamn good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, what else? We talked about last week's top five J's. So if I you're lost. a new listener, yeah, you lost. If you're a new listener, um, you know, um, well, you don't know, but every episode we do top five. Mm-hmm. Um, something random. Something random. Sometimes yeah. related to the show. Last yeah. episode was 23, so we did Jordan's. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had some similarities, but my list overall. Um, How the fuck you won when you put the 16s, bro? Yo, because the 16s are fire. They underrated sneakers. In, in Baltimore, maybe, but not in New York. My yeah. shit had a lot of... Yeah. People said my shit had, a, had OD New York flavor, right? It, it did. So, so, as soon as you put the 16s, I'm like, hmm. Here's, here's, the, here's the thing. Here's the, I, beat on, I won on your list, too, didn't I? Or did I lose on your page? No, you I, you lost on my page. Oh, so I, I won the other two. Yeah. All right, so here's, here's the thing. What's yours? What's what is it? Niggas in New York wear every pair of Jordans. I, they had. I've never seen so I've many. Never seen teams. nobody with the sixteens. Yo, because they they're exclusive. They just dropped recently. They was they, they the retail price was two fifty for the sixteens. That's how far they are. But someone um did send us a top five. Yeah, top uh, five. Yeah, their top five Jordans. And this guy is a sneakerhead. Um, I got Mikey. I don't know him since what two thousand eleven. Did he say some shit about my list? Uh, oh, he just just spit nah, his top five. nah. He spit his top five. Okay. Um, he Fine. said his top five was the. Um, I'm going from. Let's go from five back. Yeah. Nines, eleven, sixes, threes, and ones. Okay. Um, and so I responded. Most of us have ones. Yeah, all ones, ones is on is top. Classic, yeah. yeah. Um, you sent me that video. Yeah. That with the comments, oh, these are the god ugliest shoes I ever seen in I, my life. I think that's the first time uh, he wore those yeah. ones. Yeah. Yeah. He's like. 
But if they pay me the money to wear them, I will wear them too. Yeah. No, motherfucker. They're the dopest Jordans out. Deadass. All right. So he said the threes. And I told him, I said, I couldn't rock with those threes. And I was like, I love the threes, but the original threes suck. Yeah. Um. So he agreed with me. Um. He was like, yeah, the original three sucks. Even, I the, said, twos, even the twos are trash. Yeah, even the twos are trash. He was like, I like the. I say I like the fours better than the threes as far as originals. Yeah, original colorway. But and then he went down the three um, uh, retro, which is the Sea Mist, True Blues, the Rivers, the Elephant Print ones. Whew, all fire. Mm-hmm. So um, thanks, Mike, for sending out your um top three. He, I think he works um at a um like a sneaker. Yeah, a sneaker store. He, his feet are so fucking fire. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like his feet always been like that. Uh, I'm pretty sure he got more shoes than me and you could buy. Me, you, our wives, and our kids. Probably. Well, your kids. Right. Sneak ahead for real. Yeah. But thanks for sending out your top five. I think that was it. Um, a couple people, my cousin hit me up, was like, damn, no threes. And I told him the same thing. Yeah. Don't rock with the originals. And um, I think that was it. Um, but shout out to my cousin George and Mikey uh, for, you know, Engaging with us mm-hmm. on our top five story. So also this week I posted um, if people will opt in or opt out of um, what we discussed last week about uh, pulling from your um, your social security benefits and mm-hmm. t- and fifty eight percent said they would opt in and forty two percent said they would mm-hmm. opt out. Mm-hmm. And um, I had a conversation with one of the opt opt in people and he made well actually. He made a very valid point, and so did someone else. Um, by the time I retire, Social Security most likely won't be there. So give me my money now. She got a point. That was Ooh. that was my friend Allie. She had a point there. Okay. And then my brother Trayvon, he was like, "Listen, yo, I opt in because Social Security ain't gonna be around when I retire anyway. But it's fucked up. They're making you pay yourself back." Uh, um, we talked about that, and I gave him my opinion. Um, and he gave me his feedback, and um, that was it. So thanks, guys, for engaging with us. Yeah, we we hundred percent appreciate it. You have no idea how good we feel when our friends or even sometimes um, strangers um, hit us up and you know tell us about the show and even participate in the in the top five. And you know we definitely made that part to be interactive because we know a lot of people probably don't listen to podcasts but um that's just a way to how to you know make make it inclusive instead of exclusive so we really appreciate your time guys yeah absolutely absolutely positively inmates working to put out california wildfires can never become firefighters once released more than two thousand inmates has volunteered um to help wildfires destroy um that's destroying northern california for only one dollar an hour. But in reality, they would never actually be a firefighter. The Golding state laws demand that firefighters attain emergency medical technician certification, uh, was that which was reported by the Washington Examiner. Due to the state's license laws, convicts are not allowed to receive EMT license. Although prisoners won't have the ability to become a firefighter in outside work, they do earn time off their sentence for good behavior uh, each time they serve. So I also read this article and it said that they were eager to show that they are an upstanding citizen and um, you know all this good stuff. And they they will only allow people who have low level crimes, like anybody that's like a rapist, a murderer, a drug, or like a killer, anything 
anything like a stream, they wasn't allowed to do this. But if you had some like some distribution of drugs or something, some small petty crime that you probably shouldn't be locked up for having weed or something, um, were allowed to do it. But first of all, they putting their lives at risk for something uh, that they can never actually fully produce, uh, do in real life, which I think is a little unfair. Mm-hmm. We we create this um, jail is to control people who are out of hand and break the law, right? Can we all agree on that? Yes. For the most part, yeah. For the most part, yes. But when you put them back in society, you give them all these limitations. So how do you expect the person to be a better person if you don't give them the obstacle to pursue whatever dream they want to pursue? Mm-hmm. Then you got them out. You've seen these fucking fires. Yeah. The, fire, the actual firefighters have been trying to put the shit out. For about six months, I feel like. Nigga, you can't put that shit out with an extension. Uh, with a, um, um, what do you call that shit? Uh, 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 um, fire extinguisher? You can't put that shit with a fire extinguisher. These, these people are out there. Risking it. Full, full from head to toe yeah. covered with, um, with water hoses. Right. Like, like yeah. how much fucking water does California yeah. have? I mean, if you could teach them and show them how to fucking do that, they should be able to at least Absolutely. do that when they get out. And then you're going to disrespect them by paying them $1 an hour, bro? Bro, it's, it's, that's a penny a minute. Bro, it's, it's all about it's, it's all about what you. Um, and how much fucking time are they getting off their sentence? I'm fine with that, but it needs to be. Everything is all about cutting costs, right? So if you could do get a job done for the least amount of money as possible, you're 100 percent. I deal. I mean, a dollar in jail is a lot, though. But a dollar an hour, my yeah. guy. Yeah, that's uh, that's absurd. Um, and and I think because these are. I believe these are volunteer firefighters, right? They don't have, yeah. They, Some of them are volunteer firefighters. They're a volunteer to help now. <clears throat> now these are people who hasn't done um, like large crimes, like you said, like um, nothing like murder or rape, anything like that. Or the, these um, inmates are are supposed to. Um, these inmates are allowed to participate, but I don't know. I guess in the in in the inmates, you know, I haven't spoken to anyone there, but I'm guessing that. Um, they feel like okay that they, they want to repay their debt to society and maybe some pain or loss that they caused so they feel like okay this is how i'm gonna get back mm-hmm. but then your your life is on the line you can't do this shit for real because you're con- you're a convict and by the time you come out you know they're gonna do background checks and everything yep and you're not gonna be certified to do the job although you are taught how to mm-hmm. do it and you can and yeah you did it but you can't you can't do that shit you for can't real, do it real again life. right shit is mind-blowing but again, everything in America is all about cutting costs as low as possible. Right? If you could get the job done and spend the less money, you would fucking do that shit, hundred percent. Without without even blinking out, you would do it. Yeah, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I would. I would. I'm not gonna say I wouldn't. But and the fact that they can't move on from this obstacle, like they can't move forward if they wanted to. Yeah. I, I would. I would have. It's, it's a lot of things you got to factor in because it's like, damn, do all that Northern California burn down and worry about these inmates who, who chose to do whatever kind they did that got them in here? Or do I try to save, pay them a little bit, give them some hours off and tell them to figure it out after they get out? Right. I would have to sit down and really think about that and have that sit on my conscience for a while and make the d- decision that's best overall. And for the world yeah and you're you know prison sure prison is to um, lock up people who committed crimes but it, it should be for you know reform um 
it's, it should be able um, to prepare you to get back into um, society um, because like once you're a convict once you convict it again when you do the background check it's gonna pop up and they're probably gonna deny you whatever job that you're applying for but prison should be to reform someone to mm-hmm. to prepare them to get back into into society in order to to contribute you know there should be mental health evaluations which I don't think happen maybe in nope. some prison this does um, there should be you know help with job placements when you get out because you lock somebody up for some time and you know um america is capitalist so you have to be able to get out into the economy work 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 in order so the government could you know could make money and spend the money how they want to spend it mm-hmm. um but <clears throat> but um you, you you're supposed to be preparing these people out the millions of people in jail that's a million people in the workforce that if they get out, if they do, you know, if they don't commit anything of not in death row or life sentences, um, by the time they get out into the world, they should be able to go somewhere and work. Like that's how that's not how a country should be set up. No, absolutely. Once somebody yeah. get out and you prepare them, yeah, again they can contribute to society. They can right. do whatever they want to do, learn a trade. And I'm pretty sure there's some prisons that have those. Yeah, they but do. I don't think that I mean, there's enough. I, I think trades are the, uh, one of the safest, most safe jobs right now in the world. Right. Like you, you can't you can't tell me that my hands ain't gonna be like HVACs, uh, electricians, mm-hmm. plumbing. Right. Uh, hand building houses, yeah. carpenters, whatever, like mechanics, mechanics. Like that, yeah. They they are the, by far the safest jobs, yeah. in my opinion. Um, but I, it will. I mean, I don't know. You got you got to make a decision, mm-hmm. and I mean, they made their decision. I think it's a little little messed up. But yeah. and you're and you're arguing. You said if I could pay somebody less as possible. Yeah. Uh, I probably would, so but about, but I, I I don't feel like I could do it. I don't know. Ew, I don't like this topic. Yeah. <laughs> I'm over it. But uh, shout out to the MS for even wanting to to volunteer, and hopefully you get a lot of time off, even though you're not getting paid much. Yeah. But a dollar hour is not, bro. That's a penny a minute. Yeah, it probably goes a long way in jail and like the commissaries. Bro, no, like that. that shit is a, commissary is expensive, my guy. They buy the shit and then they they sell it, so they can have snacks and real not even real food, just better food than that fucking jail food. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I mean, look, we should weigh in. We should we should do this. We should probably put this topic up again, mm-hmm. like we did last week. Possibly, mm-hmm. I gotta figure out how to word it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, we'll see what the people say. Yep. We care what the people say. We we are people of the people. That us. <laughs> Alright guys. So um let us know what you think about that. We're gonna get into the next topic. It's about this twenty one year old kid from Philadelphia who is being accused of killing a um, real estate developer near Written Square. Um is home is now home with his parents after they posted bail last week. So the story is not really um it really hasn't developed yet and there's not much on it. Um we don't know why he one would kill and two if obviously we don't know if he did it. But this is a crazy story, and we're definitely going to keep um, keep close eyes on this as to far as see when um, what happens and why. Um, but he's getting charged with third degree murder, um, and it carries a maximum sentence of twenty to forty years. <clears throat> he had to post bail for one hundred fifty thousand um, dollars, which is a lot of money. Um, it remains unknown exactly what triggered the alleged incident. So, uh, guys, 
we definitely want to stay close to this. But the person who died was uh, a gentleman by the name of Sean Shadaliger. Um, and he was a real estate. His court date is October 30th. So we will keep you posted, guys. On to the next one. Um, Adrian Foster, who um, plays in the NFL. What team does he play for now? He's uh, he was he's retired. He's retired. Mm-hmm. Um, him and some other NFL players invest um, almost a million dollars, eight hundred ten thousand dollars into twelve-year-old um, uh, lemonade stand, which is the same lady that we spoke about um, before um, that sells the uh, lemonade inside of I think it's Walmart or Whole Foods. I'm sorry, she sells the lemonade inside of Whole Foods. Uh, what yeah. is her name? Malika Amler. You you. you your Lamar's, but it's just the um, bees lemonade. Yeah, yeah. So she's really getting a lot of endorsement. I'm gonna go to um, Whole Foods and grab some because yeah. I want to try it. lemonade. Is I think at this point in my life my favorite drink. Mm-hmm. She was also on Shark Tank 2015 with her lemonade um, thing, mm-hmm. and so she's really uh, in the right position right. to have this company blow up. Um, and she's a 12 year old entrepreneur, man, and she got NFL players, Shark Tank behind her. Um, you know, she's selling her stuff at some, some high-end locations. Not high-end, but, you know, some big-name locations. Whole Foods. Like, Whole Foods, you yeah. good. Yeah. Because that's the new market. Whole Hell Foods yeah. is the new market, guys. So, shout-out to her. And, and doing whatever she's doing, I need to take some tips from her. Because she is out here killing it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, on to the next one. Today's Florida prosecutor filed manslaughter charges against Michael... Uh, Drake, 47, who killed Marquise McLaughlin last month over a parking space. This is this is a story that we spoke about maybe a couple of episodes ago. Mm-hmm. So you know, Florida has a stand your ground law, or whatever, and that's what it was chalked up to. You know, um, supposedly the guy um, Marquise came out of the uh, um, park, pulled into like a mini mart or whatever, like a like a small strip. Um, like a bodega. He he came out of the car. I think his girlfriend was, or his was wife. Was it Seven Eleven? His his girlfriend or his wife was in um was in the car. He left them in the car. He came out with his son to go into the store. And supposedly some guy just came up to the car with his girlfriend still in there, arguing with her over the space. Maybe I I think they parked in a handicapped space or some shit like that. Um and he Marquise heard the commotion and came outside and pushed the guy that was so close to the car and then as soon as the guy hit the ground he pulled out his gun and shot Marquise one time in his chest killing him so well not only did he shoot him once and I think he shot the gun off three times because you look at the video he shot he shot him in his chest and Marquise <laughs> stumbled to the back to the place and actually opened the door and went inside the the. The yeah, store, yeah, the convenience store. But the cop, the I mean, not the cop, the guy following with the gun, and I think in an article I read, it said he shot it off three times. Oh. Um, but yeah, he he killed him, and you know, the same ground law came into play because, you know, the guy said that, you know, he was, he felt he felt unsafe or um, scared for his life or whatever the case is, so he shot. So that's what it chalked up to. But now it, it drew like national outrage. A lot of people came on and spoke about it, and now this dude. Anybody that does that should at least get manslaughter unless the other person had a weapon. And Marquise, yeah. he didn't have a weapon. He just pushed him he because just pushed he, just, him. he was trying to protect his family or whatever the case is. So he is charged with manslaughter and I hope he gets 
some maximum time. Yeah, just stand the ground. Stand your ground. Law needs to be revised. Yeah. I'm all I'm all for stand your ground, but you just can't be killing. I mean, Trayvon Martin is the most famous story on top of that stand your ground law. I mean, he was walking around for Arizona and Skittles and in a hoodie and got shot because he was in a neighborhood that yeah. some some white man feel like. And this this guy Zimmerman has been in nothing but legal trouble since then. Good. But um, I mean, he ain't dead yet, so it ain't really that good. Well, he's he's in he's in two point million two point something million dollars in debt. Um, he's fat. Um, he's out of shape. Um, he still ain't dead. He he gonna be uh, the the God is gonna come for him. Well, not God. Um, Satan's gonna come for him. <laughs> Listen, at this point, I'm 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 giving I'm giving the world a fair warning. Mm-hmm. Something needs to happen before something else happens. Yeah. Uh, and when that something else happened, we're a little bit smarter. Yeah. A little bit stronger, we're a little bit wiser than we was back then. Yeah. So, best believe it won't end well for the other end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. So I advise y'all to control that stand your ground law. Um. We need to get rid of that shit, bro. Listen, I'm not saying get rid of it, but no, would you ma- you made a good statement? Would you just say if the person doesn't have a weapon, yeah. they should be get you know manslaughter, yeah. like. Because the, the the disproportionate amount of black people who's who are victims of staying your ground law versus white people oh, who are God. astronomical. So oh. there, there's more black Insane. people to victims yes. that, that die because of it mm-hmm. versus white people. Yeah. So uh, hello, yeah, weigh the scale, take that whole shit away, and let's see what happens. I bet you this shit won't happen no more. Yeah. Um. So I mean, I'm not disagreeing with you, but. Something needs to happen. Needs yeah. to happen fast. So, guys, again, we're gonna stay close to that story and see what happens. Um, so, man falsely accused, uh, sorry, falsely imprisoned for ten years, uses prison library to study law, and has his conviction overturned. Becomes a lawyer and is now helping overturn other false convictions. This is this is a great story. Um, Talk about I'm paying it forward. Yeah, paying it forward. Yeah. So, uh, th- I like that. His name is uh, Jared Adams. Um, so he recently over um, overturned an innocent man's conviction, and the same state years ago he had sentenced him to prison for a crime that he didn't commit. Mm. Um, so I was reading a story, and Adams um, he's thirty six years old and spent nearly ten years behind bars after being wrongfully accused of sexual assault in the case that Adams, who is black, believes he was tainted by racism. Racism. So what's crazy was his whole juror was white. He had a whole jury of white. Your jury is supposed to be um, of your peers. Yeah, my nigga. So it should be. Um, it's like a, this. This story is just like a storybook. Like it has to turn into a movie one day. Um, but what happened was he was 17 years old. He went to a party um, in uh, in um, the University of Wisconsin, which is, which is in Chicago. Um, he met him. His friends met a young lady. They described they had consensual sex from beginning to the end. Three weeks later, he was getting ready for uh, to go off to college, mm-hmm. and he was arrested. Officers informed him that um, the woman said that she was raped, um, and everyone in the group was charged sexual um, was charged. Um, so three teenagers was charged for rape, right? Mm-hmm. Um, then um, Adams had never been arrested, um, and he denied the crime from start. Um, but what, what the issue was, he couldn't afford an attorney yeah. and they had someone for the other people who, for, who hired the attorneys got off because yeah. they had a witness to put them where they were the night of, yeah, yeah. um, and the witness was violent, but the story, 
but because he didn't have an attorney, this uh, what is it called? The um, public defender was like, oh, I'm, I'm not trying this case. And basically got him sent in jail until he read those law books and uh, uh, overturned his conviction. He said that in jail that one of his, his cellmate encouraged him to do it because he was like, Everyone comes and say, uh, everyone comes in and say they're not guilty, mm-hmm. but you're actually not guilty, um, and you need to do something about it. We have the books. Let me give yeah. them to you. I want you to read them. He's like, nah, man. He gave up. He quit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He gave in. He's like, fuck it. And and that's what the system wants you to do. Yeah. Um. But this whoever his cellmate is, uh, my by far a gift from God. Um. So now, uh, very similar story. A a guy was convicted. Uh. Um, for the same thing, and he got the story overturned by providing being his lawyer. Mm-hmm. So now he's hired with some um some big law firm um as an advisor on a law firm. So um you know shout out to um him mm-hmm. and all that great stuff um which helped him overturn someone else. Yeah. Wrong conviction. It's crazy that people we keep getting convicted. All this evidence, all this, this, all that, that we're still getting convicted for um, murders or whatever, and it's not true. They just want to create more people in jail. Remember, like, a couple of weeks ago, like four weeks ago, we talked about this prison that say they're gonna shut down unless they get three hundred more inmates. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, guys. It's a a business, man. It really is. New York's hip-hop community is launching an initiative advocating to form a political party led by hip-hop moguls. Jania Butler, founder of Hip Hop Union and current congressional candidate for New York's 13th district, is advocating for the for the initiation of a new political party titled the New American Party. Uh, What do you think? Let's. Tell me what you think. So, hip hop moguls. Hip hop moguls. As far as maybe they're probably thinking about Diddy. They're probably thinking about uh, no. Maybe, who they're thinking about? Busta Rhymes and LL Cool J. Uh, both who are from both who are from New York and been in the game for thirty years, and they said they'll be running on a Republican ballot as well. Hmm. I mean, I don't think we're gonna have. To be honest, the way <clears throat> the way how you know Democrat Republican, you know um, some people run a Libertarian, some people run um, Independent or whatever the case is. Um, <clears throat> I don't think there's much support behind anything else that people don't know. So all I all I was ever taught or all all I observed was Democratic Republic. You know, an area of vote um, um, predominantly Democratic is. An area like New York City or, you know, yeah. um, stuff like that. But you remember, blacks are originally Republicans and it switched over. Oh, yeah. That, 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 is, hold on. You about to, you about to school me? You about to teach nah, me? No, nah, I'm just going to tell you a little piece. Tell me that? No, just this little piece. I'm, I ain't going to school you. But we were, black people were originally Republicans. Um, um, I, 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 I support it, but I don't know how far it'll get. Right. You know, it, when we have more people from the hip hop community or more people from the community in general, you know, being put in political offices, they know what's needed in certain areas. You know, they grew up here, they mm-hmm. they still live here, they still have families in the area, so they know what what uh, what we need, what mm-hmm. what we have, or whatever the case is. But um, p- politics, I, I don't just politics is just full with 
I think just full of empty promises and you mm-hmm. know but you know it, it's easy to get corrupted you know people start off with you know um, with good, great intentions and you know they're committed but you know who's to say down the line what shit is not going your way like how how would you then um, turn it around to favor yourself instead of favor the community so I, I'm not sure I'm undecided on this topic but I'll 100% support it understood um, my, my opinion is that um with today's age and in the world that we are in, I think this is uh, a great idea because the people are really out here tr- trying to do everything completely different than what we did it back in the 80s. Not we, them, mm-hmm. 80s, 70s. So I think introducing a new party will be uh, different because I don't think, I don't know last time a new party was introduced, honestly. Right. Right. Um, so, and, I, and we only know Democrat and Republican. Uh, but you know you got your liberal and all your other shit. I don't know the other ones, but um, they just don't make enough noise. These people already have a following. They already have a cult. You know what I'm saying? So I think um, I think I think it might work. It's, it's gonna definitely be some struggles. Um, but I think you gotta think about somebody like Eric B. or Rockham or or or, yeah. or or um, what's his name? Oh God, most deaf. Yeah. Uh, what's what's the other guy named? Thank you. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. Like people like him, they can go on and on, but they just got to make sure they are putting every race into their thought process because I don't want them to just stick like focus on black people, yeah. which is what the white people has been doing. But we want to be better than them. We don't want to be the same or compared to them. We want to be one level up on them. You know what I mean? So, um. I mean, look, I mean, this is just all talk. She needs fifteen thousand people to sign off on the potential to get the new, um, um, the new party. Um, she hasn't heard a response back from anyone, but she is looking forward to doing it. So, go ahead, Janine Butler. We out here. We we want to see what you're gonna do. We with you. We with you. Tahaji P. Henson launches organization named after late father to fight mental health issues in the black community. The Boris Lawrence Henson Foundation, BLHF, named after our father, will be partnering with various organizations who offer mental health services to provide education and services within the prison system. So this is really good um, because people in prison really lose their fucking mind sitting staring at. Did I just mention this about mental health? Yeah, in you the did. prison. Yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah. Um. So Tahaji is listening to our um podcast because she she took your idea right so shout out to you cutie on duty um but uh this is huge um because people in huge. prison remember what was our third episode when we watched we did air hustle mm-hmm. and we talked about um we listened to how they were saying how they interact with people yep. after they don't know how to hug they don't know how to be passionate they don't know how to love anymore mm-hmm. they don't know how to do any of that because they've been locked up behind the system for so long staring at four walls right that it's it's causing them to forget and 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 not know how to do certain things, um, and then when they come out, they don't know how to operate in today's society. This is a whole weird thing. It's awkward. Um, so this is um, very huge. I'm excited to be um, telling my listeners about this. Mm-hmm. So and um, shout out to Tahaji for you know thinking this, knowing this is an important topic in the world, and knowing where to put it and the services. And how to help people. You know, this is one step to help people um, get better 
with themselves after dealing with you know very bad situations like um you know like the military PTSD like we don't do shit for our vets you know what I mean and even give, even give them a fucking parade but no job and even some, <laughs> something as simple as you know living living in the black community seeing police breaking on your door mm-hmm. um that could be some form of PTSD as well yeah, and, yeah. you know it could affect you mentally because again if you have a negative experience. With a police officer from very young, you know that shit was sitting in the back of your mind. Yeah, and, well, you know, it it, w- it will follow you, and you will never talk about it. I think I was YG was on the Breakfast Club, the rapper from um, yeah. from I know YG from from California, whatever he a blood, whatever the case is. So yeah, he's definitely a blood. Did he, you listen to his album? It's it's one song. I'm sorry to cut you yeah. off, but it's one song. And I'm just like, okay, he's definitely in blood. Yeah. Like, he just couldn't stop saying it. Like, yeah. it was, wow. I was yeah. scared. You should be. Uh, everybody is. <laughs> um, so, for the for the most part, you know, he was talking about, I think they were talking about mental mental issues and trauma throughout the, the hood. And, you know, you know, it, it's frowned upon in our community, unfortunately, to discuss mm-hmm. what affects us. If it, it, frowned on to discuss how we feel. So we got to bury that shit, you know, yeah. for masculinity purposes and to survive. That shit has to stay buried. And that shit isn't healthy. It, it definitely could spill over to your children. Um, mm, yeah. How you treat them, how you, be, how how you treat your behave, wife. Right? It could spill out to your community. And that's the stigma that everybody looks at, look to us yep. as, right? Um, but, you know, shout out to Taraji mm-hmm. for... for for helping change exactly where it's needed, and right. it also is needed outside of here too, especially um, besides in prison. So yeah, shout out uh, to you. Yeah, shout out to you. Yeah. So um, a teacher battling cancer ran out of sick days, so school employees showered him with theirs. Um, we also spoke about this um, a couple of episodes ago. I think it was a, a it was a school. It was a like a daycare or something in Indiana. No prison. No. No, it wasn't prison. It was like a regular job. Yeah, it was a regular job. In and she had just started. Yeah, she she st- she wasn't. There was a lady who was working at a um, at a place. She wasn't there long enough to to receive the full PTO, you know, the paternity leave or whatever. But then everybody in the like her boss was the first one to to donate his eighty hours yeah. to her so she could spend more time with the baby. Mm-hmm. But then all this stuff that you have to donate PTO hours, it just shows how flawed. The, uh, the whole American system is and you know again to want you to go back into the workforce right after you give birth to to a child instead of spending the necessary time that other countries have so yeah um, it's this, sad it's so sad yeah this shit is unfortunate but this is um but this is this is good. This this is a good thing that people are donating. And he's battling cancer. This isn't. Yeah. This isn't. He he doesn't have the flu. You know. He doesn't have. This is something serious that he needs, and he needs to be able because he's not working. So he needs to be able to still have the rent, rent um, have the money coming in. Pay rent, in order car, to pay his, get his to bills, his chemo, get his shit done. Uh, pay for his medicine. They should implement like yo. If you battling something serious and you cannot work, they should implement like a freeze. I know some companies have free like some credit card companies have freezes so they won't so you won't have to all build for the for the two months or mm-hmm. or whatever it is i think bills and rent work the same way you know i have that oh freeze. that reminds me yeah thanks for reminding me i do have that um that freeze thing where they yeah. won't in, uh, increase yeah, some, and stuff some like credit cards have it, it but it should be for utilities as well. yeah i agree um we we don't listen to that stuff all the time when yeah. things like that we just get stressed out and don't pay it or and it fucks up your credit and right. blah blah blah. Like we should actually listen to all the options that we actually do have. We don't answer the phone calls. Um, 
I ain't paying you to get off my phone. Blah blah blah. Right. But um, yeah, I agree. That's a good idea. So Reese is on here dropping gems this week. Okay, you two for two, baby. Listen, man. Yeah, listen. I do what I can. You know what I'm saying? I feel you. I feel you. Um, so we're gonna jump right into this next very, 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 very disturbing situation where a young boy um, was unable to get into his Christian academy that his parents enrolled him to. Um, called A Books. Now I don't remember where this is located, but it's um, basically white nationalism sure and white supremacy. It's down south. It's somewhere down south. Somewhere down south. Yeah. Um, this they would not let this kid. This kid, black kid, has dreads. Not even that long. Um, it's and most of it's on top of his head. Um, they would not let him in school because of his hair. Um, they say his hair is below his ears. And men aren't allowed to have yeah, hair boys. below their ears. Yeah. Um, and and they the had kid, dreads. Yeah, yeah, he had dreads. Um, and the parent even suggested, oh, can I put it up in a ponytail? You know, and it was like, no, you know, because his head's still longer than three inches. We just don't want him at our school. And this is a Christian school. Mm-hmm. Um, the little kid looked so sad. He was so sharp. He had his, he had his school uniform yeah, on, his tie. He and everything. And he was just like... At last, he even asked. It's an eight-minute video on the internet. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you go on mostly everything podcast, we retweeted it. Mm-hmm. Um, but he even asked, "Can can you put my hair up, Dad?" Mm-hmm. And and the father was so furious, and I can tell the father had like from his, his sound, his voice, and his demeanor, he was he was so frustrated, and he was even talking to himself, "Calm down." Yeah, Calm down, because yeah, yeah. he, he, he wanted to, he wanted to, he wanted to go off. And then what happened? And probably cops would have been called. Yup, you know, angry and black and guy. And his he would have been arrested in front, in front of his kid. kid. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we're taking your kid away from you now because you don't know how to control yourself. Blah blah blah. So, um, some fucking Christian school. What the fuck does your hair have to do with anything? This kid was literally ready to learn. Like he wanted to go to school. Yeah. Like I'm not he, even gonna lie. He looks five. I think I think that was his first maybe his first time going to school. Nah, he looks big older than five. Yeah, like maybe eight to ten. But this but that's a first that's his first time going to that school. Right. First time going uh, to that school. Yeah, don't don't know how old he is and I'm I'm not sure. But I mean from the picture he's looked yeah. like eight to ten. Yeah. Um but he was ready to go to school, had his lunch bag, had his book bag, looked like he had books in it. Now I'm not even gonna front. Back if this shit would have happened to me, I I don't know what I would have did, but I would have been happy I was getting out of school. Yeah. But that wasn't the case with him. He was like, yeah, he, he really, he was distraught. Yeah. And the father was just like trying to hold back his tears and shit like that. So the second day, they enrolled him to a new school. Um, the new school welcomed his hairstyle and all, um, all his all of his hair with open arms. Yeah. Um, it, there was no uniform for this school, yeah. so it, it seems as though it could be a public school. Yeah. Um, yeah, but keep in mind too that that school that he got that he was forced to withdraw his son from, um, he it's it's a private school, so they're pretty they could pretty much implement whatever they want. They could say it about cut your hair. They could talk about uniforms. They could pretty much do what they want. Yeah, because it's a private intuition. Right, yeah. but but. But, you know, again, the argument goes, okay, so us black people, you know, the hair, I'm not my hair. Who who's, who has that song? That, who? India Ari. She has a song called I Am Not My Hair. Right? Oh, yeah. That's when she had dress when she shaved her hair off. Like, mm-hmm. bald. You know, it doesn't represent what you know, what you don't know. It doesn't represent who you are. It's just something that grows in your head. Mm-hmm. Right? It just happened to grow. And this father decided to style his son's hair with dreadlocks. Right. 
and when white people do it, oh, it looks so chic, it looks so cool. Oh, right, right. Um, have I mean, you have dress? Have you? I don't oh, know, yeah. How long have you had dress for? Oh, since two thousand eight, so ten years. Okay. But by the time, but so when you went to school, it wasn't. It was no, it wasn't. School was a, wasn't a problem. But I've had it. I've had. Uh, I have people make comments to me, um, and I, I've I've tracked them real, really, really, really fucking quick, like really quick, really swift, yeah. really swift. Um, and they, you know, they fall back like it's people that's like don't know. I'm like some people think my hair is fake. Like they, I have to tell them like this is all my hair. Like. It's not fake, yeah. <laughs> um, but it, it it was times where though people had made comments or statements like, "Oh, when you cutting your hair, why?" Then my response is literally, "Why? Why should I cut my hair? Mm-hmm. When you when you gonna grow your hair? Like, why? Yeah. Like when you gonna get rid of that bald spot? You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like yeah. if I ask you something like that, you'll be offended. Don't yeah. ask me why I'm gonna cut my hair. Yeah. Oh, I was just you know wondering. No, you wasn't wondering. You was kind of insinuating that I should cut my hair yeah. because of something that you feel personally. So what is it? Yeah. And they were like, no, no, oh, okay, so don't ask me about my hair again. Yeah. If you ever ask me about that again, it will go. St- I will take a step up, yeah. and and it's it's straight to the point like that. Yeah. yeah, and they like, oh shit, this nigga doesn't play. Like I even had to have a conversation about you know we. I even said it on here about yeah, going to the army. Mom, I'm, yeah. I'm not cutting my hair for anything. Like if I'm going to cut my hair, well, I want to cut my hair. Yeah. Like nothing, nothing else controls when I want to cut my hair. I don't even know why I have dreads. It's just I don't feel like getting a haircut every week. Yeah. <laughs> that could be the only honest reason I can right. think of. But I have had situations where white people have, you know, um, said something on the lines of that to me, um, and I'm just like, no, you gonna stop right here right now. Cause it's, it's it's gonna get it's gonna get ugly, and but it's gonna be in a nice, very way. But you are gonna understand my ugliness. Yeah. Um. But it has happened to me numerous occasions. So, gotcha. like, I even feel like sometimes. Um. I remember a couple weeks ago, I was at work and I got called out to the desk, and um, the guy comes out. He looks at me up and down. You're the manager. I said. I smiled. I said, Sir, what can I help you with? Well, here's the situation. Blah blah blah. Are you the only manager? Sir, do you want me to help you with a situation or you prefer somebody else to help you? Because I am the director of the building. Yeah. Oh, and then he takes a seat back. I said, so what's the situation? Well, this is what happened. All right, we're not going to help you today because of this. And you need to leave at this point. Yeah. Like, I'm not, even even though I could have helped him, his demeanor towards me had yeah. automatically threw me off. It's because he judged me by my character. Yeah. Now I had a button up and slacks and some, you know, some cohort and dress shoes on. Yeah. It wasn't t-shirt and jeans. Right. He looked at my hair, saw I was black, and thought I wasn't going to be able to handle the problem. And I gave him to him. And I love when people do this because I'm typically myself around whoever's around. Yeah. But when you try to challenge me and my character by, by challenging me, by looking at me, I mean, by determining who I am by looking at me, yeah. I switch into a whole new, new character. Yeah, and it's a snap of a finger. I'm just like, don't do that to yourself. Yeah. You have no idea who the and fuck that, I am. that shit is fun for you. Oh, my God. It's so exciting. I love when I have to do that. I change my voice. I stand up. My back is straight. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. I look them in the eyes the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> like they like, oh shit, this nigga is serious. I'm like, yeah. I don't like to be like that, yeah. but you know, sometimes it happens. But I'm. I was reading um about this guy, this little kid. Um, someone says it's a private intuition. I mean, um, institution. Sorry, institution. Yep. And they can do whatever they want. Um, and this lady was like, well, a private institution. They that means they receive money from the state or federal, and you can't discriminate in this way. So even though it's not privately funded, it's it's government funded, they 
this guy might have a lawsuit. Right, right. Man, this is crazy. It's it's sad. Letting the head determine who the fuck you are. What type of person? He's a kid. He's no older than ten. No, we can no, agree on that. He's no older than ten. I don't think he's 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 probably younger than ten, bro. He looks younger than ten. He definitely. I wouldn't. Yeah. But no, definitely no older than ten. Yeah. Um. So this is sad, man. But um, you know, I want to shout out to his father for like controlling himself. Mm-hmm. Um, because I don't yeah, know so how I would have handled myself. Yeah. I would have I would have had him sit down, and had a nice conversation. Um, and his father even said, "Well, the the ladies' hairs, your hair, teachers' are hair are below their ears. Mm-hmm. Like, what does your ears and your hair have to do with any? Yeah, what you want to learn, what you want to be. But um, hopefully, this kid, you know, stay strong, stay positive, and get through it. Um, and um, th- does that good stuff. Yeah. Good. It's your, it's your city. It's, oh, this. Oh, nah. Um. Oh, so in Baltimore City, there's an explicit agreement not to drug test officers after they are involved into a. Uh, and use of force incident. So anytime an officer um, it gets aggressive with a civilian, like it's this video that's going viral right now, yeah. where um, the um, the the guy is a cop standing and talking to a guy. He's on the wall, and the guy, the civilian, gets in the cop face like, "What are you gonna do?" or something like that. And the cop just like just blacks out, him, yeah. and he's unloaded for like a good like forty five seconds until the guy was on the ground. Guy mouth was bleeding, and everything. We don't understand why. And then he quit the force a couple of days later. Mm-hmm. So now they won't drug test him on that incident because he used um, force mm-hmm. on the incident. So they won't drug test him, and we'll never figure out if he was like under the influence when this happened. Mm-hmm. But why would you create a law like that so you can, so you can hide? I don't understand the yeah. reason for creating a a, a law like that. that I mean, make sense. I think Baltimore P. Now this is from stories that came out of Baltimore, but Baltimore P- PD isn't isn't like um, doesn't do shit by the book. <laughs> like there, I think there was one of the officers. What state does? Um, there, there was one officer who had his who had a body cam on, but he didn't know it was recording. Um, and he like he planted some drugs or planted a weapon. Oh shit! And he, I'm not surprised. He went he went to go pick it up and act like, oh, I just found this for the from this person or whatever. When it, the video again, he didn't know it was recording. He they showed him putting it there and then coming back around and picking it up. Good things for those body cams, man. Because yeah. they just create these like, like I don't get, I don't get it, bro. Humans are weird, man. Humans are definitely mm-hmm. awkward, man. Like, like <laughs> you care that much to plant something on one someone to get them convicted for whatever crime you want them convicted for. Yeah. How long has this been going on before body, body cam just got rolled out a couple years ago? Yeah. And it's not even hundred percent right now. There's still states and cities that don't have it. Yeah. So this is mind blowing, bro. But um, the only thing I can think. So here's my thing with the police. Um, police don't get convicted of these killings of innocent black people or white people, whatever, because the government doesn't want to um own, take ownership of the lack of training, mm-hmm. the lack of interviewing, the lack, the whole process of becoming an officer, right? Yeah. Um, control, uh, picking on the person. Like it should literally be some training where. Um, you are in a situation where someone is keep antagonizing you and they want to see how you handle yourself. Mm-hmm. And based off of that should be 
the final decision yeah. if you get the job or not. Yeah, and it's um, all about e- ego too, man. Yeah, like, oh, ego is like, huge. I, I, play. I know, I know that officer when the dude was stepped to him like that. Like you, nigga, you don't know who the fuck I am. Yeah, like, I and it, patch on, and then right, he just he just went back to to, 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 to the, the hood. Day, to, to the and it was and it was his own him. brother, black on black. Yeah, but um, somebody somebody in twenty said. Oh, they they were quick to fire that officer within within a day. You are not your counterpart, sir. Right, you, you're not white. White, yeah. right? But it, well, he he quit himself, but yeah. he was going to be fired anyway. Right, right. Um, but yeah, that's that's a true statement. because yeah. those white officers go around killing. Yeah, stand your ground, stand your ground. Oh, he's been put in administrative duties. Right, yeah. administrative duties. Oh, so now he's falsifying documents. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, but. The only the only reason why you put something in 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 play like this uh, agreement is so you won't won't so things won't fall back on you as a government and as a city saying that uh, Baltimore police officers are under the influence while drinking or yeah. like the government just protecting itself and that's 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 the only thing I can think of. Um, I'm not no politician nor do I ever want to be, but um, if the opportunity put presented so it doesn't mean i wouldn't mm-hmm. but anywho um i don't know it's, it's, it's crazy so literally i can go around and beat somebody up and then i get tested so i can go high to work drunk to work i'm gonna fuck you up mm-hmm. but they ain't gonna test me and i'm just gonna say you assaulted me first mm-hmm. okay got it next all right so we're sending out some con- congratulations to vanessa weich who has um who was named the first African-American deputy director of NASA's Johnson Space Center. Weich would assist director Mark Greer in leading one of NASA's, NASA's, in in leading one of NASA's um, largest installations, which is nearly 10,000 civilian service and contracted employees. Shout out to her. Amazing. amazing, Um, First African-American deputy director. That's what I'm talking about, girlfriend. Keep moving. Um, Keep doing things and I'll go ahead and take over Mark Shrub in a couple of years. We'll see you, baby. Um, so Reese is really like onto this topic, so I'm gonna let Reese take this one. Okay, so Dia Hugi re- reveals his wife paid his mistress for years. He opens up about the child he had outside of marriage and how his wife paid her off. Now, I, I just before you go in, because I know you know way more about this yeah, topic yeah, than I do. Yeah. Before you go in, I now we all know Dia Hugi is a comedian, mm-hmm. he made a statement. Um, that when he found out that what he was pregnant, the girl asked for money, and he told the girl, "I can't do it. Go talk to my wife." <laughs> Yo, that shit is funny to me. Now you can go. You can go in. That can never be about us. So no. Um, about a year ago, two years ago, uh, I listened to um, Lip Service podcast with Angela Yee, um, Vanessa Santiago, and. L'Oreal, that's one of her best friends or whatever, and another Gigi, Gigi Maguire, right? So those four ladies have lip service, you know, they talk about sex and whatever it is. And Dio Higley was on lip service, and he pretty much said, you know, he had his, he had a, he had a child outside of marriage. His wife didn't know, um, and his wife, him and his wife, been married for like years. Had a child outside of marriage. Um, oh, he cheated a lot outside his marriage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He even talked about it. Right. Um, and supposedly, you know, of course, he didn't want part of the relationship. He didn't want to be there because he was still married. So um, the child died because the the mother of the child's boyfriend or whatever mm-hmm. abused abused the, the boy and the, the child ended up dying. Mm-hmm. So some years later, um, I think they ran in they ran in, ran into each other in the airport and. 
D.L. Hughley told his wife, hey, that's the girl that had the child or whatever the case mm-hmm. is. And then his wife came up to the came up to the to the girl and gave her a hug and was like, yo, and his wife told him, like, why didn't you tell me? Mm-hmm. Or whatever the case is. So he was like, his wife is the strongest, you know, woman that he knows. And, you know, they've been paying him. They've been paying her, you know, for, for her loss and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So this was some years ago. But, you know, that's basically the backstory but behind I, it. I, I, I don't correct me if I'm wrong, but I read something that said he prayed and prayed that something like this would happen. What do you mean? Like he prayed that the child would die. Oh, he probably did because you yeah. know it's outside of it, he was scared yeah. to, uh, outside of marriage, but that's wrong to say. It, DL. it is. Um, but at least he, he, you know, he he's honest and for, forthcoming about that. But and the, the the child unfortunately passed away due to abuse, um, and it's it's very unfortunate situation. But you know his he told his wife his wife was still paying mm-hmm. was still giving her money whatever. Oh, so. she I, I did read that she took from his allowance. Yeah, and he said he doesn't get allowance anymore. Oh well, you oh, don't well. deserve it. Yeah. yeah, you fucked that money up for yeah. real. Yeah, like that's the that's the true definition of fucking that money up. Yep. Um. All right. So, school district in Colorado will transition from a five day week to a four day week. Brighton based school district twenty seven J said Monday that the new four day work week will entice quality teachers and allow for allocation of resources to items more critical to the district's primary purpose. The superintendent said we're confident it's going to attract teachers and keep them. He goes on to say, our district can no longer be expected to do more with less financial resources. The hope is to save money in three key areas. The first, by not running buses on days that school are closed, they will save $700,000. Wow. Secondly, they will save a couple hundred thousand by not paying substitute teachers. Mm. Lastly, lastly is utility costs. Um, this um, poses a threat to parents because they now have to pay childcare costs when the child when the children won't be in school. Yeah. So that's an additional day. You know, usually you know parents work Monday to Friday. The kids go to school Monday to Friday. Usually parents are off the weekends. Mm-hmm. Or if you work in retail, maybe you do work the weekends. But now it's an extra day that you will have to come out of pocket to pay for daycare or babysitters or whatever the case is. So everything is all about money. Again, they said they basically can't afford, and also they can't afford to pay the teachers their salary. So they end up cutting a day out Mm -hmm. of their work week. So teachers are getting paid less. Um, Are they they working just 10 hour days? No. Because you know how I am on my, you know my, you know my push. I get it. But they, they, they're getting paid less because now their day has changed from five day to to four day. Mm-hmm. So now teachers are probably gonna have to take up some tutoring to kind of make up for their days lost. I'm pretty sure some of them, like the older ones, maybe appreciate it because yeah. you know they get a, get an extra break. But the people who just broke into the school and mm-hmm. teaching, they're probably looking scrambling, looking for tutors to do tutorship to do, um, or go to the library and see if they could um, teach some kids or whatever the case is, some after school programs or whatever the case is. So everything is all about money. When I read the story, I'm like, oh, that's dope. But then the teachers are getting affected and the parents are getting affected at the end of it. Whatever. Right. I mean, most teachers got a part-time job anyway because they don't pay teachers enough. And I feel like they should definitely pay teachers um, more. Yeah, they should. They, they help mold our future, man. They they have And they should have free reign on curriculum. Yeah, hell yeah. They should teach what they want and something that's... that's um, Relatable to life. Relatable to fucking life. As soon as you break out those doors, as soon as you throw that cap, and ga- cap up for graduation, 
right, boom, I already know about loans, I already know about um, credit cards, I already know about uh, taxes, I already know about um, everything I need to know about owning a home, possibly um, purchasing property, I already know everything I need to know. Everyone hates Mondays, too. So I'm reading this article as as you were talking, and um, the principal said, well, not the principal, whoever the person is, Fielder, he said, we really really feel like Monday is the day to prepare and to uh, be better for the kids. Fielder said, this will give people a chance to have a weekend and then come in on Monday, whether they pay to or not, because they're doing the work anyway to be prepared for the kids and to be better for the kids. Teachers will still have to come to work on on one Monday of each month. However, it will be half a day, Fielder said. The new schedule also gives them an extra hour each day to catch up on work, which is something you don't currently have. We're 100% committed to providing... Our students with the necessary skills and uh, concepts that uh, we enable a future far beyond graduation. To end, I believe it, it it is in our students' best interest to provide high-quality, engaged teachers using 21st century tools and learning four days a week rather than having them five days a week. Um, they serve, their school got 18,000 students. Mm-hmm. So, I mean... If I would, where's this at? Um, Britain, Commerce City, Hudson, Thornton, and Aurora? Yeah. Where the hell is that? Aurora, maybe Colorado. It's Colorado. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Denver. <laughs> yeah. Oh, silly me. Um. Anyway, no. If I was in Denver, this would be the time to open a fucking shop. A, a, a building for kids, for daycare. Yeah, sure. And just charge $20 a Char- day. Charge minimum. Minimum twenty dollars a day. Because yeah, you really, you're you really helping out the, the parents from coming yeah, out of pocket. Twenty dollars every Monday. That's a hundred dollars a month. Mm-hmm. I'll put a basketball court in there. Put some learning stuff. Get some books. Mm-hmm. Get federal funding. Have some snacks. Not necessarily food. Well, I guess I should have food because parents ain't gonna always be able to pack kids food. So okay, some- LeBron James. Okay, LeBron. No, 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 no. Yo, this is good. At, you know I'm with it. You know I'm all for four days. Yeah. Five, fuck that five day shit. Did you? Did I send you my nine to five thing that came up on Twitter, or did I tag you in it? No, you didn't. Man, listen to this, listeners. Um, so nine to five is a shame. Let's do the math. Twenty four. Oh, you tweeted this. Twenty four hours minus two hours time to prep and go to work equals twenty two hours left. Twenty two hours minus eight hours of work equals fourteen hours. Fourteen hours minus two hours to get home and settle down is twelve hours. Twelve hours minus eight hours the amount of sleep we're supposed to get equals four hours. We have four hours to be social, have a love life, and pursue our dreams. Make it count. Make it count, baby. If you really want it, make that shit count. Oh, God. Puerto Rico now has 100% power restored since September 2017. That's crazy. Uh, that is crazy. We are really uh, about 20 days out from September 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, are we in 18? Yes. All right. So, literally almost a year to get 100% restored power. Whatever. It's done. Do better. Uh, make it count. <laughs> Shout out to Puerto Rico. But now they got to rebuild their whole city. Yeah, whole country. Whole country. Yeah. My apologies. Thank you. LeBron James. LeBron James. LeBron James.
what we have for sports, Corey? We really don't have much, but um, Broward County uh, PBA asked police not to buy Dolphin tickets after players kneel during the preseason. Now, they get a percentage off. All first responders get a percentage off, but they felt disrespected. Well, BPA um, felt disrespected and asking, is asking officers not to purchase tickets and not to support the Dolphins in this upcoming um Upcoming season. season. Yeah. Uh, are they going to be good this year? Didn't they let, Dolphin, go, they let go Jarvis Landry? Uh, nah. They had Jay Cutler. Nah. They're going to be trash. Once Brady is there, they're not good for the division. So, no. <laughs> Just going to be Brady. Right. You're right. Um, but, I mean, whatever. Whatever. I'll let you take this. Take My this fault. One. My fault. <laughs> Hold on. <sorry. laughs> this boy is wild. The greatest. No. Slow down. The best. No, no. Cornerback in, in the NFL Hold today. On. Go go back to the greatest. The greatest cornerback to Jacksonville play, yes, had. has ever had. Okay, okay. And hold on, hold the, on. And with, with respect to Rasheem Mathis, because he was a beast. Um, from, oh, yes. From 2003 until 2012. I remember I the name. And um, the best corner, one of the best, if not the best corner in the league right now. One of the the best youngest corner, besides, like, I think Marcus Peters is up there, too. We'll um, see he's this pretty year. young. Um, but, yo, Jalen Ramsey, man, he, he did an interview with GQ um, a couple months Why ago. Why is he interviewing with GQ? Why not? What's GQ about him? They had Louis C.K. on the cover of GQ. What's GQ about Louis C.K.? The nigga dang, Louis C.K. That shit is fire. He's a fucking... He's a... Whatever. Uh, <laughs> listen, it's not like he was on the cover. He had a story in it. So, and this, I don't think this is the first time he he, he had a... He, he interviewed with GQ. But anyway, Jalen Ramsey is... First of all, he got suspended for this week's um, preseason game against the Vikings because he threatened a, a media member um, because Yannick Ngakwe and Dante Fowler, which are the, which are our DNs, mm-hmm. um, they got into a scuffle, and Jalen was tight that somebody was there recording during practice uh, during um, during practice or whatever. So he got him and Dante got suspended, so they won't be making a trip to the joint practices with the Vikings, which they're doing this week, and they're supposed to play this this Saturday. So again. This interview didn't just happen. This happened before the season. After the draft, matter of fact, to be specific. So, this nigga Jalen, right? <laughs> he went in. Um, he talked about, I guess, the guy, the interviewer started throwing out some random quarterback names, right? Mm-hmm. So, he said, and I quote, I think the Buffalo Bills pick Josh Allen is trash. I don't care what nobody says. He's trash. And I'm going to show you, too. That's a stupid draft pick to me. We played them this year, and I'm excited as hell. I hope they're start. I hope he's their starting quarterback. He played in Wyoming. Every time they played a big school, like they played Iowa State, which is which is not a big school in my opinion, because I went to Florida State, and he threw five interceptions and lost by a couple touchdowns or something like that. He never beat a big school, so everything that people that he's seeing, people are thinking, right? So just overall, yeah, he lo- he loves Lamar Jackson. He said Lamar should should start. He said, uh, "I picked Lamar. Um, I would have picked Lamar Jackson earlier than 32 because he went to the Baltimore Ravens. Your Ravens. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to do a good job, especially with um, the Ravens' offensive coordinator. He likes running. He likes running backs. Running. Sorry, he likes running quarterbacks. Likes to read option and just um, being honest about it. Flacco sucks. I played him two years in a row. He sucks. So he went down a laundry list. Well, can, of, I, can I go down the list? 
can no, I, I do this? No, all right. Can we do? Uh, I do the first one. You do the second one, then back and forth. All right. All right. So Josh Allen trash. Baker Mayfield gets how he was top pick. No, no, no. This is the list I have. Oh, I'm I'm pulling it from Sports Center. Okay, go. All right, you want me to read it? Wait, let me read. Uh, Baker's not on here. See, this is this is the list, the whole list. Go to Sports Center. All right, hold on. But it scrolls. Fuck sports. On Twitter, I mean on Instagram. Yeah, I got it. It's the third post. Okay, Josh Allen, he's trash. Come on, bro. Baker Mayfield gets how he was top pick. Lamar Jackson, he's doing a good job. He's going to do a good job. Joe Flacco, he sucks. Uh, Aaron Rodgers does not suck. Tom Brady doesn't suck. Tyra Taylor, underrated. Marcus Moriarty, good game manager. Jimmy Garoppolo, guess he's good. Deshaun Watson will be MVP. Carson Wentz will be MVP. Jared Goff, average to above average. Dak Prescott, he's okay. Kirk Cousins, he's a winner. Russell Wilson, good. Ben Roethlisberger, decent at best. Eli Manning is because of Odell. Blake Bortles, Blake do what he got to do. Uh, Andrew Luck doesn't think he's good. <laughs> Drew Brees doesn't think. Oh, I lost it. Anyway, it so up. he pretty Matt much, Ryan overrated. Yeah, so he pretty much went down the list, bro. He was a hundred percent honest. Uh, yeah, he was. He felt, but looking at Jalen's numbers um, through the quarterbacks that he mentioned, he he only allowed one touchdown and he intercepted all those quarterbacks five times. So. Um, of course, um, Josh Allen hasn't played a game yet because he's he's a rookie. But uh, yo, this is Jalen is fucking Jalen. Yo, Jalen yeah. will give you hundred percent honesty. Yep. He he does it. He gets into your head. He he got into Steve Smith head when he was a fucking rookie. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. T- um, got the got the man talking about him. So Jalen Ramsey, man. They, but you know what's so I, funny I love Jalen. I, I fuck with him too. I'm not even gonna mad. I mean, y'all definitely stolen from us. Hey man, y'all stole like four players from us. This is a beef between us. Oh yeah, we and we stole because Leonard Fournette, Miles Jack, Ravens are gonna get Yannick Ngakwe. Oh yeah, this year. But then we no two years ago. Yeah, but then we um we jumped up. We traded up or we we pick sixty nine. Y'all was picking seventy. So y'all was gonna pick him if we didn't pick him, but we picked him. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. Whatever, it's beef, but it's tension. But you know what's funny? Yeah. Is that the guy who did the video of this shit and yeah. did it in Dre Ramsey's voice? He trash. <laughs> he alright. He a winner. He gonna be MVP. <laughs> yo. So, yo, so he's he's really he's giving... He's a sassy he, motherfucker. He's really giving props to his due, and he's um, talking shit where we all know that these quarterbacks are pretty much average. And, I mean, I'm, I, I fuck with him because, one, he's a good player, so I respect mm-hmm. that. Two is that he, um, he um, you know, he speaks up for what he, he stands for, and, and, <laughs> and he speaks up what he stands for, and he, he doesn't... He doesn't hold back anything, right. and they say players should speak up more, but then they speak up and oh, who the hell he think right. he is? Like, shut up, people. And Matt Stafford's wife, and I think Matt Stafford yeah, she came got mad. up, but he said Matt Stafford he doesn't. She he said that he doesn't think he's great, but he's a, he's a good quarterback, whatever the case is. And Matt Stafford said, "Why is GQ giving him an interview? What's up, GQ about him?" Something yeah, like, yeah. Yes. Anyway, anyway, fuck you. Um, it's been a lot of fights happening in the NFL. Yeah. Um, Terrell Pryor. Um, with the Redskins, the Justin Redskins fight, uh, you just told me that your Jaguars are fighting each other. Yep. Um, it's it's so many fights during these football season should be entertaining this year. Hundred percent. Um, NBA really doesn't have much. 
Okay. I, I mean, Dwight, besides Dwight Howard wanting to be like Anthony Davis and, and Kevin Durant, which is not happening. Laughable. I'm a little concerned for the fucking Wizards. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're going to roll right into um, top five. Top five, no debating. Top five, top five, top five. All right. So with this amazing movie that everyone, I haven't heard one bad credit about Black yeah. Klansman. We haven't seen it yet, though. We haven't seen We will be talking about it next week. Yep. Um, but we are going to do... Uh, top five Spike Lee movies. Classic director uh, went to New Producer. York. Went to New York. Um, NYU um, Film School. Mm-hmm. Grew up in Brooklyn. Um, Bedside, Do I Die? Uh, Sixty-one years old. Morehouse graduate. Um, he's just a natural treasure. Like Nick's Nick's mascot. He always stayed floor seats head to toe in, in Nick's gear. Yo, he's um, a Nick's fan. Yes. Ride or die. Spike Lee is a, is a treasure, man. Yo, he really is. Yeah, yeah. Got the kicks with Jay's. Mm-hmm. Get the commercial with Jordan. Got the guy in the argument with Reggie Miller, the infamous choke, your team choking. He went well, to... A, he lost them a couple ch- play, uh, finals yeah. <laughs> runs. He, um, he Every single year, he does a, a Michael Jackson Michael Jackson for Michael Jackson's birthday. He does like a little party. Um, he does a Prince one, too, as well. He has Prince's original guitar. Um, I think Prince gifted it to him. So oh wow, that's pretty much that's pretty dope. Didn't know that. So and he has a list of movies ranging back from seventy nine yep. to two thousand and eighteen. Yep, 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 yep. And of course, um, the series on Netflix. Um, she's got to have it from one of his fam- most yes. famous movies. Yeah, his first movie. Yeah, one of his first movies. That um, actually was yeah, second movie. Yeah, yeah, second movie. I never yeah. seen this first one though. Alright, so since, a, since you won, you want to... Uh, I will let you go first. No, no, no. I always go first. You go first. I'm the winner. That don't matter, son. Whoa! What's the rule? You ro- go first, We're going to call Uno up. We'll call Uno up because okay. I get to pick the direction. I get to pick who cuts. Alright, you want to play rock, paper, scissors for it? Sure. On shoot. Say rock, paper, scissors, say shoot. Alright? You got to say all that? Why don't we just yes. do rock, paper, scissors, shoot? Alright, ready? One, two, three. Rock, paper, paper scissors, shoot. Rock, rock paper, scissors, shoot. Ah, ah. <laughs> winner again. <laughs> God, just to let y'all know, I was scissors, he was paper. Oh, I man. cut his ass up. <laughs> Alright, so uh, my number five and top five Spike Lee films is He he Got Game. Um, with Denzel Washington, uh, who's Ray, Allen. Ray Allen, uh, who, played, who played uh, Jesus um, Shuttleworth. Um, the, f- the greatest name ever. The greatest, and that was a made. Was that a, that was a totally made up name, right? Yeah, Shit. that was the greatest name so, ever. Yeah, so Denzel Washington wasn't in his son' life. And oh yeah, he came back. I forgot Denzel played in it. Yeah, yeah. So then, then put Denzel and Spike Lee together. Classic. Yeah, Classic. instant. So my number five is Inside Man. Why is that? That shit is low, my nigga. Like, Yo, I'm sorry, but that was the greatest film. But go ahead, that's your list. Who who's the star in it? Denzel. Okay. <laughs> like, I mean, it's, it's. That could have been number six, but I feel like if I would have put this other movie in there, it would have been because I know it's popular, not my personal belief. But Inside Man was, like, a great movie. It was the perfect bank robbery. Yep. Like, to rebuild everything and then come out 20 days yep. later. Yep. And not get caught mm-hmm. and have everything you fucking need. Classic. The, yeah. The direction and the famous Spike Lee's tracking shot. Yes. Um, that, and, and all of them. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> that, it's, it's great. And you know he he had a, he has a script. The move the first movie did so well. He has, he has a script for the second part, but they never green green light him to to give it. So he had a 
Yeah, that script for Inside Man too. I, I, I just love the whole concept of Inside Man, like yeah. how they planned this fucking perfect, dress everybody up, mm. put masks on everybody, mm. don't call everybody the same name. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it was like I can fucking do this. It was classic. It, it was great to me. Right. right. All right. So my number four uh, top five Spike Lee films is Jungle Fever. That's a good one. Jungle Fever. That's a good um, one. It's um, Wesley Snipes in there. And of course, it's about um, Wesley Snipes already was married to a, um, a, white to, woman. a to a black woman. He was married to a black woman. Um, however, um, he started having an affair with one of his coworkers. She was Italian. Um, so they found out about it. Halle Berry was in that movie, played a crackhead. Um, Samuel L. Jackson was in that movie, played a crackhead. Um, Ozzy Davis was in that movie. His wife, uh, fuck, what's Ozzy Davis' wife name? She was gorgeous. Oh, I forgot her name. I'm drawing the fucking blank. But uh, great movie, Jungle Fever, number four. Listen, um, Samuel Jackson has played in every movie in the mm-hmm. world mm-hmm. at some point in time. He played in all most of Spike Lee's films. He played in every movie. I was on HBO Go the other day with my wife trying to find a movie. Yeah, and his picture was on like six of the movies. I'm like, yo. This nigga plays in everything. Yeah, so num- my number four is He Got Game. We already mm-hmm. talked about it. Uh, Jesus Show Wolf. Ray Allen is actually one of my favorite basketball players mm-hmm. that I've just acknowledged probably with over the last two, three years that he has been. Mm-hmm. Once he joined LeBron, I realized, damn, he's really fucking good. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's he's that's my guy. Right. Great movie. All right. So my number three up top five Spike Lee films is Do the Right Thing. Well, you want um, some classics. I have to, man. Some um, real classics. I love, like that put him I on. Love that movie, Do the Right Thing. Um, I have it on um, my iTunes. Um, it's a must-have. Uh, it has so many people in it. Martin in there, of course. <laughs> Again, Samuel Jackson was in there. Uh, Rosie Perez. Um, uh, of course, Spike Lee normally plays in his movies, so he yes. played uh, Mookie. Um, He's like Diddy in the videos, yeah, <laughs> right in his own in his own shit. And it it, it really it talks about gentrification in a bad stock community in the early nineties, eighties, and look what's happening now. There's white people all over the over all over Flatbush mm-hmm. and uh, all over East New York. So um, it, it, that movie was really ahead of its time to force to foreshadow what was happening in, in, in the these world. communities. Yep. Mm-hmm. And even police brutality when they yep. killed Radio Raheem. Yep. Um, great fucking movie, and I love. It is good. The, the part that I love, right? When they all th- so they had different characters, mm-hmm. right? And they all was was insulting each other with um with uh with with like racial racial slurs. So it would go from um the guy in the pizza shop to the guy outside to the Asians and in the mm-hmm. community, yeah. and they go to the black people. It great he, fucking he, movie. He foreseen a lot of things. Yeah, like he he like he watched. Yeah. He didn't just like partake in it or yeah. move on from it. He like seen what was going on, and it, it was able to for him to write such great, yep. great scripts, great concepts. 100%. So what I'm that was your number three. Yes. So my number three is the original Kings of Comedy. Okay. Um, that to put those group of people together, um, together, and, amazing, and, and 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 to produce what they produce for that is simply in. Same. Um, and the show was fucking hilarious. You had Steve Harvey, D.O. Hughley, Sergio Entertainer, and Bernie Mac. Rest in peace. <laughs> Rest in peace, um, baby. The, so, the greatest. The, yeah, yeah. Bernie Mac. But you, did you hear about his story? 
Like he really took a long time to get into his yeah, craft. Even old, he, yeah, he was old. How long it took, bro? But he he was bubbling from like he he used to drive a Wonder Bread truck in Chicago. He yeah, in Chicago. He he had a lot of odd jobs, but comedy was something that he really we stuck with, right? And then yeah. he finally started pursuing it. Yeah. Um. So that's my number three. All right. So my number two is Inside Man. You said everything that you need to say about Inside Man. Um. That's my number two. Inside Man. My see my number two. So this list is a little harder. Uh, here we go th- with explanations and excuses. <laughs> but my number two is probably one of my favorite movies of all time. At least on my top. It's definitely on my top list of top twenty right. movies. Right. Um, but it's Love and Basketball. He directed Love and Basketball. Bro, his name came up on the list. Did his, he direct Love and Basketball, bro? It, bro? The, it's on the list. Is on the list. The filmography? Two, in 2000, he um, produced... It was produced by him. He didn't direct it, but he produced it. With 50 other people. But you had um, Dennis ha- Haysbert. You had Omar Amp, Sanai Lathan, um, and some other people. But Love and Basketball is one of the greatest movies that... Like, I, I could watch Love and Basketball at any given time. Like, if they ask me what's one of the last few movies I want to see... Love and Basketball and Pain and Fall without hesitation. And some Will Smith movie and Lion King. Like, those are going on the list. No ifs, ands, or buts. I hate Love and Basketball. It's trash. But anyway. Well, that's this, a, that's this, guys, this just in. Breaking news. This is the last episode of the podcast. <laughs> that is my number two. That's your number two. My number one. Uh, what's your number one? Crooklyn. <laughs> my number my number one is Malcolm X. Oh, I didn't think you. I thought you. I thought it was Crooklyn. Nah, my number one is Malcolm X. Uh, and we, Den- we didn't have none of the same. Oh, Inside Man. Yeah, Denzel should have won for that for that year for the oh, Oscar. You but know what? Uh, instead, they gave it to Scarface. Damn. They gave it to Al Pacino for Scarface. Well, he was white. Uh, great movie, long as hell. You know, um, showed the life and death of um, our great revolutionary leader Malcolm X. <laughs> Um, by any means necessary. Again, you put Denzel and Spike together, you're going to get an instant classic. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, my number one is Crooklyn. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I mean, Crooklyn. Need I say more? Right. Gotcha. That's it, it is a classic. That is, that's it. Thanks, guys, for coming. It's Listening. Right. And the episode 24, baby. We really appreciate it. I know y'all everything. get cleaning your house. Yeah, and listen to us doing, on loud speakers or doing something. You better put it on your uh, that put, barbecue. Yeah, your Apple Pod or, or oh, whatever. Yeah. Put it in surround sound in your car. What is it? Um, um, Siri play mostly everything podcast. No, episode twenty four. Episode twenty four. <laughs> All right, guys. So again, we appreciate you rocking with us. Thank you for another week. Uh, Corey is going to. Where you say you going to Virginia? Yeah, Virginia. You're going to Virginia. Man. Friends getting married. Next week, Monday, I'm flying over to LA, then to San Francisco. So hell? I'll be back Friday night. So we probably record episode 25 on Saturday. Saturday. All right, I got to make myself available. All right, guys. So thank you for working with us for another week. See you next week. Peace. Peace.